0: And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show.
1: Welcome to Seed Rail.
2: And girls, welcome to Scene Red. I am David K. Montoya, and this is my sexy voice. No, not really, just being silly. Uh, <clears throat> it's just gonna be me today. Um, I ended up working quite a few more hours than what I intended. This week, uh, I worked an extra 24 hours total this week, so I didn't have time to sit down with Lace like I had wanted to and, you know, do a, a show with her. So, since I missed the launch on Friday, I decided that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to babble to you guys for a while and and then turn around and put it right out. Um, it's recorded same day, so it's, it's pretty much the closest that you're going to get live. Um... Couple things that I wanted to talk about. Let's see, where do I want to start? You know, does people really have bucket lists? Um, I've really not thought much of it over the course of my life. But just recently, one of my co workers at the hospital, uh, they went on, her and her husband went on this like European trip, I guess is. The most accurate place to say, I know, just from tidbits of information, you know, I know that they went to like London and Paris, and they went to Rome and Italy and Tuscany and and all those exotic places. And I was like, man, you know, if I would love to do something like that before the day I, I take my last breath, you know. I want to go to these places. Now, because, for one, I've always been interested, but I think it it really came forefront to my mind when I read Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code. It was really cool. And the copy that I have, the Da Vinci Code copy, is the, um, what do they call it, illustrated you know, with pictures of the Luge and, and the Eiffel Tower and and you know, shit like that. So it really <clears throat> it really brought things more clear and more vivid as you read the story and, and I, I would just love, love to to go to those places in, in real life, you know, and and visit the the Luge and see the the pictures, you know, the the picture of David and, and uh, the Mona Lisa and, and go to that one chapel and, and, and see the painting of The Last Supper, you know, to actually see it with your own eyes, to see the real thing, I think is just so, so neat, I guess, for the lack of a better word. I, and I really... I hope before I die i I can say that yeah i've I've seen these things because to some, maybe it's just not that important, but I think for creative people, for artists, whether they be you know a written artist or a drawing artist painter, you know you know shit like that i'm you know what I'm trying to say, you know, I think it may be more important to to see because everything in this life is is about trying to leave a mark, you know, to to immortalize yourself one way or another. Because, you know, no one is a hundred percent sure what happens after this life, you know. And the human ego of course wants the the soul or, or whatever you want to call it, you know, to continue on even after the body dies. But I think for some artists, well, maybe for a lot of artists, um, you know, if best of case example, you know, what? Leonardo da Vinci's been dead for, fuck, what, almost 500 years, and people still know him. They, they talk about him. They look at his artwork, you know, because it's there. And as long as the material is still solid to view... You know, it's he's gonna live in in some in some way or another. You know, he's gonna live on, and I think that appeals to me as an artist, and I think that really is a lot to do with why I want to go and see these things. You know, I I want to go and go to London. I don't know. I've always I've always liked London you know, and go to the, the, the Templar church and and see that and oh my god, that would be so great to do. I think that would be just absolutely mind blowing. And for my appreciation of those things, I think uh you know, I, I would have I think even much more enjoyable time than just people that would just go on the trip just to say, okay, well yeah, I went there no, this is something that I would take into my soul, you know, and, and I was really envious when I heard, you know, that they went on this trip, and I was like, fuck, you know, I, I really would love to do something like that. Um, I, I, I haven't even thought about looking into something, you know, because <clears throat> to take, you know, my wife, Lacey, and, of course, I'd have to take the kids... Excuse me. Actually, yawned on Mike. Uh, You know, it it would have to be thousands of thousands of dollars. And uh, I I would like to do something like that. The closest thing that I'm going to do, and and Lacey and I have already talked about this, uh, January 13th, 2014 is going to be our 19-year wedding anniversary. And I think no let me retract that I don't think I know we're gonna go up to Nevada and we're gonna go to one of the casinos hotel casinos and uh, we're gonna get a suite and we're just gonna celebrate our union you know that way and uh, you know because with us I mean god we've been married for almost 19 years been together for almost 20 years and it's mind-boggling. It really is. I mean, fuck, we got together in January, January 27, 1995. We, we became a couple. And we've gone through so much. But the funny thing is, is, number one, we've never had a honeymoon. And number two, shortly thereafter, you know, I, I did this starving artist thing for a little while. But then uh, we moved to Arkansas and that was actually one of the things that I was going to talk about with her, you know, to record was um, her thoughts about moving to Arkansas because we were both Southern California kids, you know. And I say kids because, but well, by the time we got to Arkansas, we were both 19. But shit, you know, 19 years old, you're still a kid. And um, that put me in a whole world of, you know, taking care and supporting and, and providing and I've been pretty much doing that ever since, you know. So for the majority of of our marriage, you know, we've we've just gone on and survived. We really haven't taken much time out for ourselves, you know, and to to do something enjoyable. Um and you know, come January, that's something that we're going to do because the kids are going to stay here in in SoCal and um neither, you know, my mom or, uh, Rebecca or Aaron actually, um, you know, can babysit while we're out because I think at this point we really need to get away and just have a good time and be David Lacey, the couple, you know, and, and like I said, celebrate our marriage, you know, celebrate the fact that she hasn't killed me in almost 20 years. And, I'll be the first one to tell you folks. I know I'm difficult to live with for the simple fact that, you know, I'm the type of person that I'm always on the go and I got to have this, I got to have that. I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I've got to have a project going, you know. Uh, Let me actually add an addendum to that. Not only do I have to have a project going, I have to have like five projects going just to make me you know, content with things to make sure, you know, everything is in balance. And I, I do realize that, you know, I spend a lot of time, especially like podcasting. I don't really spend that much time podcasting as is I do a lot of time in post, you know, the editing of the audio, putting in background music for, you know, different podcast shows and, and just putting it all together, uploading it to online, making the pages and the XTML and, or XML rather, and and all that shit. Plus, you know, I still, I'm working on the Yotnome film, which I'll get into that in just a second. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to start working on a new comic book, which I'm also gonna get into in a second. So, you know, I do, I take a lot of time away from my family and I do realize that I, I am coherent to that fact, and you know I, I I appreciate my wife. I really do, and sometimes I I forget to to really show how my how much I appreciate her because, to be honest with you i i wouldn't be able to to do things without her you know she's she's my backbone she really is she she she's there to hold everything in in position for me you know i go off running both you know was it both feet on the floor guns ablazing, rush forward into the battle or whatever you want to say and she's like okay go go have your fun you know house is here i'll take care of this and take care of that and and when you're done playing and and make pretend you come back home and and we'll get back to life and and you know to be completely honest with you even before the kids were born that's just the way i was and and it's always been that way and uh she's she's given me shit and i won't even sugarcoat it you know she has she's given me shit about it but, you know what, she's accepting, and that's the main thing about this, folks, is that she's accepting to who I am and the my needs, not only, you know, she makes sure that my fat ass is fed every night, you know, and she makes sure that the kids are fed every night, But, but she she not only takes care of my physical needs, but she takes care of my mental needs as well, you know, as to say, okay, you know, go do what you need to do. I'll be right here waiting when you come back and, you know, we'll pick up from there. And that that's, it's something beautiful. It is something beautiful because if you don't have a partner that won't let you be yourself, that's very inhibiting, And, you know, for someone to say, just go be you and and do what you need to do, that is so liberating. And and I I don't even have words to express how much I appreciate that. So, a way of showing my gratitude and my appreciation to my wife for being my wife, uh, we're going to go to... Uh, Nevada, like I said, and we're going to get a suite and we're going to hang out there for a little while, and uh, you know, hopefully, no no third kid will pop up in the process, you know. <laughs> um, so I said I would talk about the Yelp No movie. Um, let's see, where do I start? I'm I'm still working on a script, and I know people are thinking, "Fuck, man, you've been working on a script forever." I have. I've I started working on this script in March and um, I'm being very cautious about the story. I don't want none of it feel forced, so I, I'm I'm being very apprehensive and taking my time putting together the script and putting together the lines and and kind of reading the lines to myself to make sure that they're they're audible, you know. Because you know there's if you're a writer you'll understand um you can write shit that sounds really good in your head but when you say it verbally it's just like oh that don't work and um that's what i'm doing and i'm just putting it together and i'm I'm working on it and trying to have things finished fairly soon um and then go to editing oh my god <sighs> sorry, I call this the yawn cast that's my second yawn 15 minutes anyway uh, so that's what I'm doing is i'm I'm working on that and um the script is going slow, but it god man it is so good um I just you know finished the the final draft of Act one and act one is just so tight and I'm not like. I'm not saying, like, 80s, 90s, oh, that's tight, you know. I'm talking tight in story-wise. You know, it's very compact, and it's everything I needed to say in Act 1 is in Act 1, and it it's in the allotted time frame of what I have in my head, because I'm figuring the movie's probably going to be 90 minutes long. So each act, because I, I'm, I'm a traditionalist, I like three-act structures, and... Um, so if it's 90 minutes, three acts, so each act is 30 minutes a piece. So if you're writing a script and, you know, they say one one minute of, of script is one minute of action. So I got it down to 30 pages of script and that's exactly where I need it to be is, you know, 30 pages, 30 minutes per act. And it just, oh. Wow, I I was—I know I'm tooting my own horn, but damn, it was good. It was was just the way everything just worked perfectly, and I have to, you know, say thank you to Terry Deshier because uh, he's—you know—I've bounced quite a few ideas off of him. You know, hey, what do you think of this, and what do you think of that. And uh, he's told me, you know, what works, what doesn't work. We actually, we sit down and, and we watched The Last Samurai together. And, now God, man, that was a good movie, too. That was the first time I seen that movie. Um, uh, to get a, a feel of of anime, you know, because this is an animated movie, I watched Ninja Scroll and I watched Afro Samurai just to get that animated flavor to it. And then I uh, I've been studying the the samurai culture in fact i i went and watched the special the history channel special um called simply called samurai um and that was that was good too and i was taking notes and making mental notes and and a lot of that is is going to come into play you know during the second and third act so uh the the it's coming along. It is. And I, I, I haven't been talking a lot about it because there's not really much progress in, in what's going on, though a lot of the casting is complete and in fact I'm happy to say as of today, uh we have the the lead female. Um, the lady I was talking to, you know, she thought it over, she talked it with her husband, her husband said, Give it a shot So she's coming back and she's gonna give it a shot. And, uh, you know, I I know it's going to be early next year. I don't know exactly when next year, but we are going to start, you know, doing the recording, audio recording. And uh, hopefully it'll be early next year. I haven't really decided 100% yet if I'm going to record here. I mean, because I have good equipment. I mean, it's not like super top-of-the-line equipment, but it's really good equipment or am I going to go and, you know, just rent a, um, oh, fuck, what is that called? You know, the, the service, the audio production service. I I know there's one in a town, the town over to me. Um, and well, fuck, all I have to do is just, you know, drive about an hour or so on and well, actually about two hours, two and a half hours and get down to LA and, and, you know, there's a copious amount of, of uh, rec- uh, recording studios. That's the word I was looking for, folks. Recording studios. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I- I'm not big on traveling. I like just uh, to stay home if if at all possible. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know in the process, though, I think I'm going to have to buy a new audio card. Or sound card rather for my laptop, and that's what I use. Is you know I have the mic set up, and and um, I have them on the the crane arms, and I have the pop filters and all that nice you know shit, and to try to make it sound as as nice as I can. And uh, can you hear that? Can you hear that plane? That plane is low, man. Damn. Um, anyway, uh, so. I have the you know the mic set up and and hooked into the laptop, and I run Audacity for the recording. Um, But I think the next step into improving the audio, not only for podcasting, but if I am going to record for the the animated movie, I I need to do a little bit better as far as sound card wise, and and just make it sound better. Oh, that'll come in the near future. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely calling this one yoncast.
1: And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush but less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hill's
0: Looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store—now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger. Badder. Better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash
2: Been up since yesterday. Uh, did I mention that I, I actually got home? Um, let's see. I got off work at 6:30 this morning. I usually work from 6 o'clock at night to 6:30 in the morning. Um, I usually get in the parking lot at work at uh, 20 minutes to six, so 5:40 p.m. And then you know I take off at 6:30 in the morning, and I usually stop and grab something to bite, you know, right to eat and, and then get home. And then by the time I get home, it's usually Oh goodness. Seven ten, seven twenty, something like that. <clears throat> and um I got home and I, I ate, uh, put away the groceries and smoked a cigarette and then I uh just put together uh Terry's podcast And I I missed it this week again because I was working so much. So he ended up doing Sheer Darkness um, by himself. And he was hoping to have it out yesterday, but I didn't cut it yesterday because I didn't know about it until uh, it was too late. So I figured I'd just cut it today. So I went ahead and cut his podcast. And and that just went up probably about 20 minutes before... uh, 20 minutes before now actually uh, as soon as I finished cutting his and, and uploaded it to the internet and made it live I just started recording seeing red uh, so I've been up a while and I, I'm tired and I apologize for the yawning but it's fine <laughs> <clears throat> it's real that's that's pretty much it you know um it's the way back to a I'm, like i said i i I pretty much get everybody casted and the main people I have casted um I guess I can go ahead and say her name is uh Teresa Tate she's gonna be playing the lead female named Leah or Leia whichever you however you pronounce it, you know it's uh you know kind of like the tomato tomato type thing, and then of course Terry D Shearer is playing the Shogun and Ian Basor is playing a Yotnom and our very own Scene Red co-host Aaron Illich is playing Hiroshima so there's there's your main cast right there your main cast is full Uh, and then uh, expect cameos from let's see who do we got we've got cameos from S. Sadie Burbank uh her husband Ernie is, is actually going to be in the film uh, I wrote a, a piece for my wife Lacey Montoya uh, then um, let's see there was another one uh, a friend of mine at work, his name is Nars Vizcara, I actually wrote a part for him um, he's the oldest son to the Shogun And, uh, I, I specifically wrote that part with Norris's voice in my mind, and, um, let's see, you know, I don't have a part in it, not yet anyway, uh, and I think that's pretty much all the casting right now, um, yeah, I think that's all the casting, but of course there's more characters, and, um you know, as as production moves on, because essentially we're still in pre production, but you know, once we get into production stages, everything'll be set and ready to go. I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. Um you know, and of course I, I've got uh something planned as far as maybe like a comic book adaptation. I haven't I haven't heard anything. Um, I would like I don't know I, I was going to say maybe like an anime style you know because like if you read a, a real anime book you know how we open ours from uh, we start right and open from right into left well Japanese books open from left into right and I think maybe that might be fun to do you know an actual manga type comic book all in itself oh. that's something to think about um, let's see let me let me get into a little bit with Lacey because that was what I was planning so I mean I, I would have really love to uh, you know got got into a conversation with her and and how things were but since she's not here, I, I still want to cover some content. Just kind of reminisce. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump in into Wayback Machine. And we're going to jump to January 1995. Now, by this time, I'm a senior in high school. I'm 18 years old. Am I 18? No, I'm 17. I'm 17 years old. And... um yeah, I'm 17 years old, and I'm you know pretty much set in my ways. I'm I'm just doing my thing, going through the steps, and and trying to achieve adulthood, you know, and and prepare and plan for my future. And just a side note here, kids, is it doesn't matter how much you plan for your future, you know. <laughs> There's always something. It's going to change no matter what. So just, I mean, it's good to have a map of where you're going. But just expect detours is what I'm telling you. And uh, my brother, Randy, he's he's my middle brother. Uh, I'm the oldest. My brother, Randy, is the middle. And then, of course, my sister is Rebecca. She's the baby. And um, my brother had a date I can't remember this girl's name now off the top of my head. You know, like I said, it's been almost 20 years. And um, the girl that he was going to go on this date with had a friend. And her friend's name was Lacey. And she asked my brother if uh, I knew anybody. Well, no, not me. But if if my brother knew anybody... To bring along, and they could have a double date, you know. And this was a blind date; nobody had met nobody. And he said, you know, my brother Dave, and he kind of tried to coax me into it. And at first, I really wasn't into it. And then uh, my my dad was the one that actually told me go on be a chaperone just make sure he doesn't get in trouble so i went in and i went along for the ride and i wasn't expecting anything and, and Lacey and i had actually talked a couple times beforehand before actually meeting and uh you know she seemed very friendly and, and giddy and you know that teenage love thing um so I, I went along with the ride. And, and when I met her, I was just so taken aback because, number one, I knew who she was. Well, I mean, I, I didn't know who she was, but I knew her. And um, she knew me. And in fact, we knew each other from Hesperia High School. Um, I used to be in Air Force ROTC, and we'd go out and we'd do drills, you know, every day. And she would go and set out where we went, you know, did our drills. And she'd actually sit and watch us. And she knew me from then. And, and um, you know, we went and we actually went to the movies and we seen uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Jeff Daniels' Dumb and Dumber. That's our movie, folks. And I... <laughs> it's, it's, that'll always be our movie, and, uh, it was cute, you know, we kind of enjoyed it, and, uh, unfortunately for my brother and his date, you know, they, uh, they didn't hit it off too well, well, too bad, but Lacey and I, we did, and, and in fact, by the time the night closed, um, we had already become, uh, Well, it wasn't a boyfriend-girlfriend. We were dating. And we just kind of developed from there. And by March... Yeah, by March, I think she moved... Was it March or April? Somewhere in there. March or April, she had actually moved in to the house uh, where I was living with my parents. And she lived with me. She's been living with me ever since. Um, and let's see, it was that March. It was on my, my dad's birthday, believe it or not. March, 1995. Um, I, March 15th, 1995, to be exact. I proposed to Lacey. Um, and, uh, we just kind of went off and, and did our thing. And, uh, you know, I graduated that year. Shit, I was still in high school. Um, and and um, Lacey had quit school by then, which didn't bug me, and it still doesn't bug me today. Um, but I, I wanted to finish high school before we did that. And that's what I did, is I finished high school. And after that after high school shortly after that my my grandmother died from my dad's side and we went and <clears throat> we went down to the San Bernardino area we stayed down there for like a week or two i'm just trying to put all this in in chronological order folks um and then came back up to where we live now in the high desert and then See, that's why I wanted her, because she'd help me. She's got a much better memory than I do about this stuff. But anyway, to make a very long story short with that, for 1995, um, you know, the cool thing is is we, we spent Christmas together 1995, and there's actually a picture of us. And if I can remember to do this, I'll, I'll put up a picture. It, it's Lacey and I's first Christmas together. You'll laugh. You'll laugh. Uh, I I was rocking a mullet. (laughs) But, um, so we enjoyed Christmas together, and then New Year's rolled in, New Year's 1996, and and then uh, two weeks later, well, not even two weeks later, 13 days later, we went to Las Vegas, Nevada, to the Shalimar Inn, and, um, it, it wasn't an inn back then. It is now. Um... We went to Shelimar Shalimar Chapel, wedding chapel, and that's where we got married. And that's actually the cool thing is, is because um, Rebecca and Aaron, in May, they got married the same place that Lacey and I got married at the Shalimar. And um, that's awesome. I, 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 almost, I did. I, I think, in fact, I, we were doing a podcast. We we're doing Seeing Red when um Rebecca and Aaron told me that they were getting married at the Shalimar I started starting to kind of get weepy you know because that was such an honor um let's see where was that so we got married in January and she let me kind of do the um the starving artist thing you know I was trying to get into comic books at the time uh also, I was putting in my, you know, because I was a kid, so I didn't have no work experience. People weren't interested in hiring me, and uh, that's when I found out, you know, about my heart and, you know, because I, I tried to get into the military, you know, I, I did three years of ROTC, so I was supposed to get, you know, go in as, as, uh, uh I was supposed to be a sergeant, high high ranking sergeant, and. Um, you know, I felt the, the physical because of my heart and and then it was my weight for the Navy and and, and and that just didn't fall through until it was summertime. Uh, summertime nineteen ninety six and um we ended up moving to Arkansas and that folks is where my life changed. That was the end of the the carefree Dave, you know it was that that person shortly thereafter he died the the carefree Dave, um, we got out there and and it was it was rough. Let me tell you it was rough because we didn't know nobody, we didn't have no money and um, my dad, my my biological dad. He did the bare minimum, you know. I mean, yeah, he bought me a pack of cigarettes. But Lacey and I would make a pack of cigarettes last for days. And, um... One of the best things that he ever did for me... Was he put down, uh... The deposit for an apartment. He, he got us out of his place and moved us into an apartment. And I didn't have a job then, folks. And... um He's like, okay, here's your apartment. Now the rest is up to you. And uh, shortly thereafter, I, I got a job. Now, I was going to school at the time because when you live out in Arkansas, you, you're, you're neither one of three things. You work at Tyson's Chicken Plant. You work at Firestone Tire Company. Make actual tires. Or you're in the medical field. Well... I liked eating chickens too much to you know to work at Tyson, so I just passed on that. Uh, and the the tire factory thing, you know, for me working in a factory, I didn't see that appealing at all. So I went into the medical field, and I said that I would go and uh, work in this field until you know the writing career took off and I could live off my writing, and. It's been almost eighteen years. I've been in the medical field for almost eighteen years, folks. And it's it's just <clears throat> it's weird because I don't feel I, f- I still feel like maybe I'm in my early twenties. You know, I don't feel like I'm I'm approaching forty. But I, I can remember all this stuff and, and it's it's just lots and lots of history. And, um, you know, most of it's good. Some of it's not so good. And, you know, and, and I, I've been blessed enough to to share it with the woman that I, I've called my wife for almost 20 years. And I'm blessed for that. It's... Um, <sighs> If you 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 have to experience it for yourself folks, you really do to understand fully understand what I'm saying but uh from there we end up moving back to California for a short time and then we actually moved back out to Arkansas uh, and the second time we moved out to Arkansas is when when I met Russo Alan Russo and then Lacey got homesick and and we end up coming back to California. And, um, when we came back to California, she got pregnant and a few, well, nine months later, you know, our son Jaden was born and, and he's going to be 12 here in a a few days. Well, he'll, November 10th, he'll be, he'll be 12. God, that just, that's been 12 years ago. And, um, you know, we've, we've lived life, you know, we've gone on and lived life and, And just recently, two years ago, when we were out in Nevada, Lacey surprised me, and and at 34, she got pregnant with our our second child, Zoe. And, uh, you know, it's just been such an amazing experience and an amazing ride. I'm just really fortunate that I've experienced this thus far. So, anyway, folks, um... That's just my thoughts and my rambles. Tomorrow because this is like I said, this is going up Sunday. Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. But tomorrow, kids, um uh, the gang's back together and Rebecca, Aaron, and myself, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna get back in the saddle and we're gonna we're gonna get really super fucking geeky. Um, as we talk about comic books and the comic movies and and everything nerdy and geeky that you can think about, we're going to talk about. So you're going to get a, literally you're going to get a back-to-back dose of Seeing Red. And from here on out, I I seriously doubt there will be any more uh, solo podcasts for Seeing Red. Um, I I do want to thank Terry, Terry D. You know, he set in on a number of them. And uh, I want to thank my mom, Debbie A. Lofgren. She did really, uh, we did, you know, two uh, podcasts. What what was it? 30, was it 39 and 40, I think. Or was it, no, no, no. It was 40 and 41. Uh, I, you know, I actually sat down with my mom and we talked and, and that was really amazing. It was fun. And, and believe it or not, I learned some stuff that I didn't know about, about her. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, uh, for here on out, it's, it's going to be the three of us, uh, you know, a intermittently there might be, you know, one person might not be able to make it. So there might be two of us. Um, uh, but I, I do not foresee it going into a solo cast um, from here on out. You know we're 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 trekking forward to episode fifty-two, and not only does that mark the the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of of seeing red, but it also marks the one-year anniversary of the Jaisal Modcast. Um, because Jaisal Modcast opened with uh, "Seeing Red." Well, back then it was um, it was called "Sibling Rivalry," but we had to change the name because someone actually had a trademark for a podcast called "Sibling Rivalry." So we'd, we 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 changed it up to "Seeing Red's Sibling Rivalry," and then we just eventually went straight into to calling it "Seeing Red." Um I'm trying to think make sure I got every all my my uh eyes dotted and T's crossed for the week. Uh I do apologize again for for a late uh podcast. Uh like I said I I ended up working 24 extra hours this week. Um It's yeah because I worked because normally, and I, I'm sure I've said this on one of the, the podcasts that I do, um, you know, I, I, I usually work Friday, Saturday at the hospital, but this week uh, I worked, what was it, Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I worked four days this week and, and really didn't have no time to, to get anything uh, recorded with uh, Terry for Sheer Darkness or or with Lacey because she was supposed to do Seeing Red. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of these days... Well, we'll see what happens. Um, you hear the dogs out in the back. I got the screen door open. It's kind of nice and cool. Um, but anyway, maybe I'll, I'll try to drag her kicking and screaming and, and maybe we'll do a, a podcast together over on Who's the Boss. And I mean, it's still there, folks. I know I'm stuck on episode 24. I haven't gone over 24, but um you know, there's there's really not a whole bunch to to say at this point. And uh when I have something new to say that fits in the category of Who's the Boss, I'll give you a new Who's the Boss episode. So maybe if if i can like i said if i can get her kicking and screaming in in front of a mic for an hour maybe i'll put it up there uh that'll be i don't know i just I that's i've not just ha- i've i've pretty much had an opportunity to talk to everybody that i wanted to talk to um you know on on a single basis except her her and my son, Jaden. But I know Jaden's... It's going to take a while for Jay because he's he's super, super shy. And he's not... Uh, he's getting there. He's getting there. And then, of course, my daughter, Zoe. You know, she'll probably do her first podcast by the time she's three or four. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, I promise you tomorrow will be a brand new episode of, of scene red with uh, you know the three of us Rebecca Aaron and I and then you know we're here on out we'll be back in the saddle and and uh, uh, I may have some good stuff to share tomorrow if not if if I don't get into it tomorrow then next the Next will be, I don't know, I don't remember what podcast number we're on. I know we're in the 40s at this point. But anyway, uh, I got some good shit to to share with not only those two, but with all of you as well. So that's it for this week. I am David K. Montoya. And if you don't like yawning and, and kind of pointless babbling for an hour or 45 minutes, You might be seeing red. I'll see you tomorrow, folks.
1: you.